flesh walked through the valley of the shadow of hell. You will realize that there is something ahead. Something that lurks behind the dark veil. A veil that is beyond our own comprehension. What's up, guys, and welcome back to Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. All right, we're back. It's uh, Monday. We're going to be bringing you a special episode where we are going to be breaking down some of the E3 horror games for 2017. Now, some of you may or may not be fans of games, and that's fine. We'll be talking about the news and everything else, too. But to give you guys a heads up, we will be talking about a few horror games that will be coming out to VR and all the different uh, companies that had their, you know, convention, uh, that were a part of the convention, I should say. But, uh, yeah, how you been, man? Good, good. A little bit of the same old, same old. I'm still waiting to start this job. They got me waiting around, so I don't know what's happening. Yeah. So uh, Trying to kick the old guy out, you said, right? Yeah, I don't know if they're, what's going on in that end, but uh, hopefully, yeah, as long as I get the money, I'll give a fuck who loses their job. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But Wow. <laughs> He's got kids to feed, dude. Like, Don't you feel bad about that? Uh, but other than that, just the same rigor and more shit, you know, day-to-day bullshit that happens. Uh, well, we were supposed to go see The Mummy. We were also supposed to go see It Comes at Night. I really want to see that. It's a three-hour movie. <laughs> Is it a three-hour movie? Yeah, and it's a slow burn. Uh, which Esmeralda, shout out, told me was really fucking awesome and that I should go see it and that it's a movie that I would probably like. And I believe her because she actually listens to our show every week. Oh, does she? Yeah. So she's one of our uh, big listeners. So big shout out, lady. Bless your heart. But uh, we were supposed to go see those. So hopefully I get to catch them this week. I don't know how long it's going to be in the theater, but it's in our favorite theater, the one with the recliners. You, if you're going to see The Mummy, you can literally just take a lighter and burn your money right now. Yeah. <laughs> You know what it is? It's that uh, Christina and I were talking about it, and she was like, and I don't want to go into details about this because we've talked about it in two fucking uh, right. parts. So, for sure. But I just will say that I just don't want to be a hypocrite for putting it down so much and like taking a shit on its grave and like kicking the turd into the fucking like tombstone. <laughs> you know, like I just, I don't want to be that guy. Right. So part of me needs to watch it just so I can have an opinion about it, like yeah. a true opinion. <laughs> but it comes well, at night. The, I really want to see. What was the thing you say? You got to watch it three times. To get oh no, a true two opinion. times at least. Two, you have, so you got to watch. If it twice. you're on the fence and you're not sure what to think of it, I think a second viewing is right. probably a good idea. I don't Which think it, I, 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 you don't have to watch a really shitty movie twice to right. know it's a shitty movie. But exactly. sometimes, sometimes those shitty turds turn into like golden nuggets. You it proved itself when I watched Rogue One again. Like at first, I absolutely didn't. Well, I'm, you said that last time, right? We're like, it's like, oh, we're, did I? Is this the same it, day? Shit, Groundhog's Day. (laughs) Groundhog's Day! (laughs) You better get your booties, because it's cold out there! 
Oh God! Drop the toaster. Dude, right I now. fucking love that movie though. E- even though I know a lot of people like hate it and they think it's. Stupid. Oh, my mom's. She watches it a shit ton. It's one of her favorites. Also, I got my prints from Mark Doubt. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So I got two of the prints that he did. Um, I had asked him for a long time. I was like, dude, you got to do video drum. I love video drum. Like. Anything you could do, I'll fucking do it. Like, please, like. And then he was like, "Dude, I'll totally do it." And then he did it, and he started like getting really into it. And he did this really cool hand coming out of the television. Like he does like black and white like pen. The way he does it is he mixes up the like nostalgia of the movie, like the the they're bigger points, right? Like where um, James Woods' character pulls, he sticks his hand into his chest, you know, oh, yeah, the pull or the into gun his out. stomach, yeah, and he pulls the gun out. You got that hand, the iconic hand that comes out with the gun that's got the fingers like like sewing into his hand and shit to pull the trigger, basically. It's a real iconic moment, you know? But then there's also another iconic moment where the television screen is where the lips are like coming out and he rubs his face in it. So he kind of combined the two by having the hand come out of the television screen. And if you guys haven't already seen this, it's up on our Facebook and Twitter and everything. But if you guys want to see this, you should check it out. I'll put a link below. Uh... Marked out on Horror Mino. Big shout out. Dude, the fucking work looks awesome, dude. Thank you so much. He does it really affordable. I believe he's like doing stuff between like 30 and about $40 uh, per print, you know? And I think he gives you like the digital copy and everything like that. And he also gives you like a reprint or not a reprint, but like a print of it. So he gives you the original, the print, and the digital. The digital. Yeah. So it's like you have this whole mass of thing. But if you guys want to check out some of his work, I really do like it. I'm not, he didn't pay me to do this or anything like that. It's just straight up, I just really like it. Go to www.housebythecemetery.bigcartel.com. That's house by the cemetery, C E M E T E R Y dot bigcartel.com. So you guys should check it out, though. He'll do commission pieces, too. So, I mean, I don't want to, like, say he'll do whatever you want him to design because that's just crazy. Like, if you have a movie that you want, that you love, he'll pick some iconic scenes from that and do them. And whatever he doesn't sell to you, he'll just sell to somebody else or, you know, he's going to be doing T-shirts and all this other stuff. So I'm really happy for him. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. Fucking cool, funny motherfucker, too. Like, our dark sense of humor, dude, that guy's got a fucking... Dude, he, he, like, throws some zingers at me. Like, where I'm trying to be nice and kind, he'll just throw it out there. And I'm just like, <laughs> man, you make me feel comfortable. Thanks. <laughs> anyway, we're still putting together the gift package for the prize giveaway that we're going to be doing, where it's a big old box full of, like, movies, like... Popcorn. Give, popcorn, candy. candy, like, gift cards, popcorn buckets, things like that. Like, a ton of different stuff. Christina's helping design in the box and everything like that, so... You're probably going to want to go to our BTV VIP club uh, thing on longlivethevoid.com and sign up. Or I think you can actually follow it if you just go straight to our Twitter page or whatever and just go to the website. But yeah, we're going to pick one email subscriber. So if you're already subscribed, you're already entered. And we're going to send you an email to let you know that you want or not soon. I don't know. I think we're going to give it a couple of weeks and then we're just going to send it out to you guys. So... As long as you respond, you know, we'll give you an ample amount of time. But if you don't, by a certain amount of time... On to the next. Yeah, we'll have to give it away to somebody else. So just make sure that when you get your, when you sign up for this email, I believe you have to subscribe. So you got to go back to your email, subscribe to it, drag that email 
into your inbox, your primary inbox, so that way it won't be spammed. Right. So, anyway. By the way, we did want to talk about something that we saw recently. We've been talking about the Oats Studios, Neil Blomkamp, Volume 1. Right. It's Neil Blomkamp's Oats Studios. It's like an anthology. Volume 1. And they've been giving out the free shorts on YouTube and Steam. So you can watch them for 100% free until Volume 2 comes out. But they're going to have a bunch of shorts. The first one just came out this past week. It was called Raka, R-A-K-K-A. And it's about it's like a sci-fi horror thing. What did you think about it? Did you like it? Don't go into too many details so people can watch it. I, I don't want to. Okay, I'll just say that the, the alien race that they depict in the in this short right is fucking phenomenal. Something I've never seen before. It's all very it's foreign to me, and it's it's very pretty. It's very action packed. I didn't think it was gonna be like kind of like an action horror, but it was. It was Some of the movements of the the creatures were a little funky. Yeah, but. I mean, they did it kind of quick and for somewhat of a budget. I right. mean, just that short alone probably cost thousands of dollars. You know what I mean? Like, right. a lot of money. A lot of those, and, like, yeah. And who? there's somebody that makes it a cameo appearance. We won't say who, but there is a cameo appearance by somebody in the Alien Anthology. What, yeah, when I saw it, I was like, I, I knew the voice sounded familiar at the beginning of the film. I was like, what is this? I wasn't like overly impressed that this person was in it but it was nice i liked it i liked the story idea i thought the kind of the mythos that they created for it definitely left it open for more uh it's interesting to see as we had said before that he's neil blancamp who did district nine and elysium and a few other movies part of the reason he's doing this is to kind of spit ideas out at the public and say hey what do you want us to make kind of you know, right. whatever gets the most buzz. So is he going to do like a voting thing at the end of all this? I these? don't think it's like that. I think he's just spitballing ideas that he wants to do and see what sticks. Like he's open to whatever. He loves them all. Because that, was it, Raka? Like I'd like to see a full-blown film of that. I, I think that they could, and I guarantee you the uh, movements would be a little more Oh yeah, fluid. Everything would be a little bit more polished. But it was cool, man. Like, it was really like the cool. whole like story behind it was kind of like interesting and well thought out. And some of the characters are really cool. Like, I like that one guy who does like he's like a mechanic. Yeah, like a maker. Right. So I just loved his character. I oh, he was, cool. he was a he was the bomb maker. Yeah, 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 yeah. That guy was definitely. Well, he was not just a bomb maker; he was the brain blocker too. Go right. He came up. Yeah. Well, yeah. We he was just like an inventor, basically, and he could literally make anything out of scrap. Right. So it was interesting. So I don't know, but yeah, if you guys haven't checked that out, I would highly recommend going to see it. Is it the most amazing thing I've ever seen? No, no. But I think it's pretty cool, and I think you could get into it. It's definitely some unique, and I don't know. What it's 20 minutes long. It's 20 minutes long, yeah. And so it's, it's enough to get into like it. Like I said, it's definitely an alien race that you don't normally see in your normal run-of-the-mill right. alien film. Yeah, it's definitely different. But uh, I think it might be that time, Patrick. Oh, shit. Horse shots! I just was like, ah! Like all over the fucking place. You guys don't know this, but I took two takes on that one because it sounded weird and I choked and coughed. 
<clears throat> but we cut that out for the sake of time and and your pretty little ears. Yeah, and your pretty little ears. So we got a shot that is, uh, I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but I'll go ahead and explain it. Later on this week on Thursday, we're going to be doing an episode on our part two episode of 45 of Texas Chain Shall Massacre. Oh, you don't say there. Face off. <laughs> so we're basically taking, uh, I don't know if that's going to be the name, guys. So I want to take his face. <laughs> well, we're going to basic. Yeah, it's called the face off, right? So it makes sense anyway. So we should call it that. We really should. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wasn't thinking of it like that, but I was it, thinking it's like, like a double entendre. It hits so many levels. Right. Know? That's right. We're keeping it. And I made it up with a genius. On the fly. Yeah, no. Uh, but we were thinking of face off as in like these two movies are going to face off because we're going to do the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yep. And then we're going to do the remake, and then we're going to compare the two. We're going to put it in a blender and see what tastes best. I don't know if that makes sense. But <laughs> anyway, we decided that we would come up with a shot for you today to pregame for that episode on Thursday, and we're calling it the Got Your Face! Who <laughs> Got Your Face? <laughs> so, the way we did this up, we did a Texas style. Um, we got some Tito's Handmade Vodka. From Austin, Texas. Got to have that ingredient. I went wild looking for this. We also have got authentic Texas barbecue sauce that we're going to be adding into this. And a dash of tapatio for that southwestern flair. <laughs> so we wanted to mix those three ingredients to create some sort of shitty drink that we would drink and uh, possibly puke. Yay. Let's start it up. So first... Hey, you forgot about the chew, man. You're supposed to have a little... I couldn't... Yeah, I, did. I forgot the chew. We were going to put a beef jerky stick in there, but I decided not to. Uh-huh. I was just in a hurry. Yeah. But I also didn't want to bite off... Oh, sh- Jesus. Oh, that's just coming out of there. You made that bottle super excited. Use any Texas-style fucking barbecue sauce, or just any barbecue sauce. It all pretty much tastes the same. But if you want to be anal about it, use Texas. Um. So you put a couple of tiny drops... In each in the bottom before you put your I'm still kind of like not all barbecue sauce is the same sorry I'm just saying like it's a shot we're not going to be fucking putting <laughs> right. it on a rack of ribs here <laughs> but if you were uh, I mean I'm not sure if that's Texas really or not it's not actually we're using sweet baby rays so it doesn't Which matter is but my favorite that's why I was saying if you want to use it so so now we're going to pour Tito's handmade vodka a about all the way to the top on top of those two drops of barbecue sauce. And then the tapatio goes on tap. Now, I don't know if we should stir this. Probably not. I'll leave it to you, the mix master. Yeah, we got these little tiny little fucking uh, red cups. Little solo cups. Little soco. Little solo cups. And then we're going to do a dap. You could do any hot sauce, but we're using tapatio. Two of those in the top. Got your face! <laughs> All right, right. Cheers. Cheers. Mm. Barbecue, the sauce is kind of see at the bottom. Yeah, but you can still taste it. Texas style. You all right there, buddy? We were going to cut each other's legs and arms off with a chainsaw while we took the shot, but it's kind of difficult. So we decided not to. Patrick's about to puke. Uh, he's holding his hand in front of his mouth, chewing it back. He might squirt out of his mouth all the vodka goodness that he just swallowed. He's wiping the tears from his eyes. <laughs> okay, guys. 
Yeah. I'm back. He's back. All right. Woo! He held have it fun in. with that. Yeah, have fun with that, guys. Please. <laughs> I think it was all right. I didn't think it was that bad. I think it may have just like, hit me wrong, or I don't know what it was, but like, yeah. it kept burping. It felt like I was going to throw up. Yeah. I, I, don't, I haven't thrown up yet. Oof. Yeah, either have I. Mike still holds that. Yeah, he's the champion. He's going to finish off. I'm going to finish it off. Fuck it, dude. Mm. Stop it actually, around. Yeah, I'm going to stir it this time. I'm going to swish it around. Make sure all of it gets in your face. Ooh. Now I'm swirling it around. The chunks of barbecue sauce are... Make sure you smell it. You got to get all those tannins. It smells shit, dude. I don't know what the fuck tannins are. Tannins. Ooh, yeah. It smells like barbecue, dude. Like heavy. <laughs> if I could just like... It's like bread. Yeah, it it's really have a it's flavor. like it's like hmm. What do I want to make bread taste like? So whatever you put in, it just tastes like it. You know what I mean? Like, all right, cheers. That reminds me when I was a kid. When oh, it's actually better with the with it swirled up in there. Yeah, yeah, much better. So if you guys want to figure out uh, how to make this disgusting and horrible Texas Chainsaw Massacre shot called Got Your Face. Who got your face? <laughs> Go to longlivethevoid.com to check out our hashtag horror shot section now. Thanks. And that's it for horror shots. The fuck? Is somebody mowing outside, Patrick? I don't know. I don't it sounds like someone's fucking mowing out there. It sounds like... It almost what sounds the fuck like is like somebody someone's mowing revving. at night? It sounds like they're revving this shit. Like... Oh, oh, shit. oh, fuck. Oh, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. It's the fucking news! Here is the fucking news! Alright guys, so we're going to be bringing you the news of last week, and as close as we can get it to the this week. Right. You know, we have to record these things a little bit ahead of time because it takes us fucking shit tons of hours to put this shit together. But stop pushing us, all right? Stop. Maybe if we start at like two in the morning. What? (laughs) Sorry, I burped. By the way, I had my fucking, the episode that I was recording for this past Thursday, I was editing it the day before and I had spent four hours on it already. And I was about a little over halfway through the second part. And all of a sudden it was like, and it just closed. And I was like, fuck. Yeah. I hadn't saved it because I was on such a roll, man. I was like ready to go. And it fucking closed. Anyway, let's get into the fucking news. All right. First off the bat, hot off the presses. (laughs) Just pull this in. Just pulling this in. Hot off the presses. Looks like uh, Stephen King, which if you may or may not already know, has a pretty interesting Twitter account that he goes off on on Donald Trump. And he just tweeted something I thought was kind of humorous. And he said, blocked by Donald Trump, but still I persist. (laughs) (laughs) Which apparently Trump is like blocking everybody that talks negatively to him. So, but the funny thing is, is that there's actually some people who are trying to make a law that he's basically trying to block information from people. And there's actually a place that's recording all of his tweets, whether he deletes them or not. Well, that's good. So that everybody can have full access to the president's information. And I find it kind of interesting that it's almost like he's trying to withhold some sort of information from people. So they're treating it as such. Right. 
You know what I mean? Like yeah, the yeah. whole transparency issue, which I don't know. I just think it's funny. But if you guys don't already know, Stephen King is not a Trump fan by any means. I'm just here to report the news. But anyway, I just think it's funny. If you guys haven't already followed uh, Stephen King, he definitely goes on rants about Donald Trump and has been since long before the election. Right. In other news, (laughs) we'll work it backwards here from some of the newest. Um, There is no CGI that was in The Conjuring 2 for The Crooked Man, by the way, guys. Really? That was literally a man dressed in a suit. They recorded him walking backwards and then reversed the footage. So they played it the opposite. They reversed it. Right. So he was walking forwards all weird. A lot of people, I was like, wait, is it? Like, now I want to go back and actually watch it because I thought it was CGI too. Huh. So now I feel like I need to watch this. I don't know. But yeah, apparently they, they reported about this about a year ago. Bloody Disgusting did. And they were talking about how uh, Javier Botet is a creature performer who played the Crooked Man in The Conjuring 2. And one of the main goals of the piece was to let everyone know that it was actually Botet who brought that creepy character to life rather than CGI. James Wan actually went to Twitter, to the streets, to the internet streets, <laughs> beat kids. to duke it out. Yeah, beat kids. He says, Crooked Man's unnatural walk in C2 isn't CGI. It was shot in slow-mo with Jay Botet walking backwards and then sped up in editing and reversed. You guess he wasn't computer generated. But I need to watch it now because they did a really interesting job then. Right. I got to see this now. So I don't know. I got to watch it maybe tonight just to get to that part. Yeah, I think I have to put that on again. I haven't seen The Conjuring 2 since it probably came out. Yeah, we got that fucking uh, Valak painting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool, man. I love that thing. I feel like you guys is... supposed to get like a... I know this is a little off topic, but uh, was it I- Igor? No, Vigo. Vigo. The Vigo painting. Yeah, that would have been amazing. We really want that. Because the original painting, you know what it looked like. There yeah, was yeah. like a, you know, whatever behind him. Well, there was no, there was only one painting. Right. But, but I mean, before it changed. Oh, yeah. By the end of the movie? Yeah. yeah. Of course. We want the Vigo painting. Yeah, you want the river. He's Vigo. You're like the buzzing of flies to him. <laughs> Why am I drippings with goo? <laughs> anyway, I don't know. I thought that was kind of interesting to poke fun at and kind of talk about. Also, if you guys didn't know this, and I, I think I mentioned it in one of our episodes in the past, but around Christmas, we were doing the Krampus episodes and we were trying to think of like different clever names. And one of the names that I thought of that we were going to do for the episode was going to be called Anti-Claws, but we ended up calling it Krampus. I forget what we called it, actually. Yeah, me too. It's been so long, dude. There's so many episodes in between. Yeah. But anyway, I was trying to think of a name, and I was like, hmm, Anti-Claws sounds cool. So then I was like, let's take it to IMDb, see if there's anything out there. Because I didn't want to like talk about a movie that people were looking forward to kind of thing. And so I was like, I looked, and I was like, oh, shit, there's actually a movie called Anti-Claws. And then I look, and it was like, oh, it's Kevin Smith is trying to make this fucking anti-claws movie. And I'm like, wait, what? So then I, like, took to Twitter, took it to the streets, (laughs) internet streets. (laughs) And then uh, I wrote Kevin, and the most amazing thing happened. I was like, Kevin... I was like, dude, I was like, great minds think alike, was literally thinking of the name Anti-Claws came across your movie that you're going to be making. What do you know? And the most amazing thing happened. Like, I could not believe this. Nothing. (laughs) He literally walked past me on the internet streets of Twitter, 
Never heard from him. Yeah. Granted, there's a lot of screaming fans, you know, so I don't know. I right. thought it was important, but I guess, I don't know. That movie went through a couple different name changes, I think. <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, as Kevin Smith says here, we were going to make this Krampus movie, and then somebody went and made a Krampus movie. What was it like? So um, he had planned this like years before right. the, the Krampus movie was announced. And then it was just like a whole slew of Krampus movies. Dude. Right. Everybody was trying to get on that dick. Right. Like the Christmas dick. That Christmas dick. <laughs> Which looks like a candy cane. But he said ours was an anthology that played more like creep show or to appeal to the modern day kids. So I'm assuming kind of like, what was that Christmas one that we watched with the elves and everything in it? Oh, that was a Krampus movie. It was Kramp- It was Santa versus Krampus. No, it wasn't. Yeah, I swear to God. Nope. Are you sure? Positive. Where it was like an anthology and it had their story kind of in the background. It was like a Christmas horror story. Oh, that's what it was. You're right. But on the cover, it had Krampus and Santa dueling it out. That's why I thought that. But anyway, that was kind of an anthology in a way. It was like three or four movies, I think. Which it wasn't a bad film. I own it. I got it from Horror Pack. Right. I probably wouldn't have bought it otherwise. No, (laughs) probably not. Uh, but anyway, he says, we were trying to make it more like Creepshow or to appeal to modern day kids. Creepshow 2. Or let's say Black Mirror. So yeah, it's kind of like that. It's an anthology. So our Krampus movie, which was called Comes the Krampus, and then later on Anti-Claws, like I mentioned, it got shelved. So we decided to re-engineer that dopey script. We turned it into a different movie. We just changed the Krampus character. It's almost the same script, took the Christmas elements out of it. Instead, we're calling it Kilroy Was Here. Now, for some of you that may not know what the fuck Kilroy is, Kilroy Was Here is a graffiti that was prominent during World War II, where it has this guy with his hands over a wall. You see his, like, three or four fingers on each side, and then his big, long nose that hangs over this wall. And it says Kilroy was here. And this was like a big thing. I don't know why. I can't. I don't know the history behind this. But they're going to be using that creature in the movie. Wow. So Kevin Smith has lost his mind. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny though? You mentioned it. It's like no one had ever used the word Kilroy before in a horror movie before. And it, with it being so popular, you would think that would have been already used. Like privately. Well, apparently the horror anthology is actually being filmed in Sarasota, Florida right now. Yeah. So they're actually filming it. I thought they were going to do Moose Jaws. Remember? Yeah. He was like, I want to do for Mooses what, you know, they did for Jaws in the ocean. (laughs) And it's like, all right, Kevin, stop drinking the fucking electric (laughs) Kool-Aid. I like Kevin Smith. Oh, I do too, and I'm 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 gonna be a fan of him no matter what. Well, why don't you just shut up and make another Clerks? Okay? No, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm no, kidding. man, people don't want it like that. Like, I, I don't blame him. Like, don't do that. Don't be a dick. I'm not. Be, I'm just like obviously I'm kidding. Like he wanted to make a teenage movie. The last one that he did, the one about the sausages, the Nazis, the what they call the Bratsies. I don't think I saw that. You never saw that. The, the oh, Bratsies. Yeah, well, it's called something else. I just can't think of it off the top of my head. But I watched it, and it's all about, like, 14-year-olds. Really? Essentially, like, little girls. It has his daughter and Johnny Depp's daughter starring. Was there any merit to it? Have you seen Tusk? Oh, the one where it's kind of like Human Centipede, but he's turning the guy into a walrus. Have you seen that? No. What? No. Jesus Christ, Patrick. I saw Red State. I love Red State. Yeah, I like Red State, too. It probably drew some inspiration from it for our fucking grave plot last week. Right. 
Uh, but yeah, no, the, the new movie he did, he has Johnny Depp's... Well, actually, the reason I brought up Tusk is because Johnny Depp's daughter and his daughter were in the gas station when he goes up to talk to them. Okay. Johnny Depp is the investigator on the scene, so he's like connected to all these movies that he's done. He took those girls and brought them into his story about this secret thing where they turn people into brats, bratwurst. Hmm. And they're called the Bratsies because it's like a Nazi regime that lived <laughs> right. behind a toilet in their store. It's really ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. Dude. But anyway, I guess it's going to be made. I'm kind of interested to see. Keep an eye out for Kilroy. There is a scene that you can find in the link that we're going to provide for you below. So just check that out. Also, in other news, the third annual Walker Stalker is actually happening. It's a cruise ship. I didn't even hear about the first two. <laughs> the ones that happened in Phoenix? No, it's called the Walker Stalker Zombie Cruise that's going to set sail again with some of your favorite cast of The Walking Dead. Pretty much anybody who's already died. It's basically going to be Robert Kirkman, Norman Reedus, Lauren Cohen, Jeffrey Dean, Morgan, and more. They're actually going to have um, Greg Nicotero, I mean. Oh, really? It's going to be there. Alana Masterson, Jeffrey D. Morgan, I already said. But yeah, it's the third annual. There's going to be 2,600 undead devotees for the third annual Walker Stalker Cruise setting sail January 26th through the 30th, 2018. Skybound's The Walking Dead will be brought to life aboard the beautiful Norwegian Pearl as it travels round trip from New Orleans to Cozumel, Mexico. Apparently, the tickets aren't really that expensive. Like, I'm actually surprised by this. It's only, like, 260 bucks. Oh, nice. Well, as far as cruises go, it's it, pretty cheap. I don't know, man. Like, I've never heard of this. I mean, I guess if you're a fan of The Walking Dead, it's probably pretty cool. But it's not something I oh, would want to do. Oh, because you're not a fan of Walking Dead. That's right. I am a fan, but I'm not that big a fan. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to go on a cruise either. No, dude. Like, come on, man. I'm not making fun of anybody that goes. It's probably going to be fucking amazing for them. If you like that, go for it, dude. And I say celebrate this shit. Right. But, yeah. I don't know. I thought it might be worth mentioning. If you guys want to check that out, I'll provide the link below. There's also some other uh, news that we wanted to talk about. I guess there's going to be some trouble here with Friday the 13th, the franchise. The movie. No, the franchise. Yeah. Well, the movies. Right. Okay. Like, as long as it's not the game. The game's already no, out. No, just the franchise. Just the franchise. Yeah, I don't want to say the movie because it's not just about the movie. But essentially, as reported by Hollywood Reporter, Friday the 13th producer points to writers' union membership and bid to retain franchise rights. So the short and skinny of this is that when the movie was made, Sean Cunningham hired Miller to basically write, help write the script for Friday the 13th. You talk about, are you talking about Frank Miller? Victor Miller. Okay. Uh, he's the screenwriter of the original Friday the 13th. So there is a bid to reclaim the rights as soon as next year. He's basically facing contentions from the 1980 films producer Sean Cunningham that Miller wrote Friday the 13th work as a work made for hire has no ability to terminate. So now both sides have basically filed this summary judgment to kind of go against each other, these motions. And a federal judge is set to make a huge decision for the entertainment industry. And... I mean, there's a lot of this stuff. There's There's been some big deals. Like, there was a law passed 
some years ago that basically changed the law. 1970s, the U.S. Congress amended a copyright law by allowing authors of their errors to terminate a grant of rights and reclaim ownership. But essentially, 40 years later, Miller seeks to dissociate himself from the same employee status by which he has collected hundreds of thousands of dollars of union-negotiated employee benefits for his work on the film. He continues the summary judgment motion Miller pretends that he was not an employee. This is by Sean Cunningham, by the way, and his his lawyers. Right. Miller pretends that he was not an employee hired pursuant of the WGA employment agreement after all and now seeks to reap statutory copyright termination rights ascribed only to original owners and grantors of the copyright. Rights which Miller's union employment agreement and the undisputed facts show he does not have. That's what... Sean Cunningham is saying. Under copyright law, if if the work is made available in the scope of employment, it's the employer who is considered the statutory author. So that's why the producers are touting how Friday the 13th was Cunningham's vision, speaking to the relationship between Cunningham and Miller, basically. Okay. But the summary judgment papers from the producers' camp say that Miller would submit drafts of his writings and Cunningham would make changes and modifications and mark up drafts. Miller would take notes, incorporate the changes, and the discussions the discussions that they had between each other allegedly included direction about film elements, plots, scenes, and characters. Cunningham says he explained to Miller key elements of successful horror movies like Halloween. Which, you know, Jason kind of borrowed from uh, Michael Myers in the, some aspects, aspects. <laughs> like his head tilt. Right. Well, so and and I'm reading this verbatim, pretty much, guys. Right. Because I, I just want you to understand the, like how this works. But the thing that's up in the air is whether or not we're going to even have Jason or the Friday the Thirteenth. Like, is the name going to go away and it's just going to be Jason Voorhees, or is it going to be like Friday the Thirteenth, or can he no longer use Jason Voorhees? Because essentially, what they're doing is that he created the character of Jason that was the son of Pamela Voorhees. And so there's kind of up in the air whether or not he would be able to do that. But Sean Cunningham created the whole Jason Mass thing. But would he be able to use the name Jason? So it's like really fucking confusing and kind of scary for the fans. This is what it says. Even if the court finds that Miller's termination notices are valid, as Ken Nasi argues that Miller's purported rights could only extend to those elements of the screenplays that he actually created. Here, it is undisputed that Miller did not create either the title of the Friday the 13th or the Jason character as a living adult monster who is the villainous killer in all the 11 sequels. Instead, Cunningham created the title Friday the 13th, and Miller created a Jason character that died as a young boy due to negligence of his camp counselors. Which is true, because I know Cunningham made the fucking title in order to get funding to make a movie, remember? It was breaking through the glass. Right, right, right. That was the big thing, right? Accordingly, Miller cannot claim any right to the title Friday the 13th or the ongoing Jason character or Jason's iconic look of a man in a hockey mask carrying a machete. So, I don't know, It's there's a lot of, lot of, I mean, this is a long article. So, it's just kind of scary because we don't know where Jason's going to be in the end of this. Like, So, what, what I want to know is, is... Like, I'm cool with the name Friday the 13th being gone 
because right. we understand who Jason Voorhees is. But it feels like Jason Voorhees, well, he won't even be able to use that name anymore or something. Like, it's going to be weird. What caused this rift? Like, what? Nobody knows, Nobody. dude. Just 40 years later, he decided that he wanted to reclaim some sort of thing, even though supposedly he's been being paid for royalties and all this other shit from the beginning. Maybe he saw how much that Blu-ray collection was going for online. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. By but, the way, the Blu-ray collection is going for like 500 bucks. So and I got know. it right there in front of you. Yeah, he does. He has it I right I got it there. for 80 bucks, folks. And it's going for 500 it. No, it's about 417 right now. For, is it 417 It I fluctuates. It was more like 450 it, four it, it fluctuates. It just changes whenever. Well, it hasn't dipped below 400 yet. Yeah, it's still about 400 I mean, yeah. I think there's one that's like 375 for a used copy or something. But yeah, it's pretty expensive. But anyway, what does this mean for for Jason? What does it mean for the Friday the 13th franchise? What do you guys feel about this? Are you guys upset about this news? Do you think Miller's an asshole? Do you think Sean Cunning is an asshole? Who is an asshole? Is nobody an asshole? And just leave it alone. Like, I feel like, stop fucking with the fans, dude. Like, right. this, is, this has become bigger than you are. Right. Okay, we understand that there's money that needs to be paid, and maybe Sean Cunningham's going to be like, "Here's a check for two million. Just shut the fuck up." Hopefully, he does do something like that because, in my in my personal opinion, it's his baby. I mean, he may have helped nurture that baby. Right. Well, Jason is owned by New Line. I thought at least for like they they purchased the rights of. I don't know if they own it, own it. Right. But I'm pretty sure they own Jason. That's why when New Line Cinema bought Jason, they basically changed the name to Jason Goes to Hell. Right, right, right. And Freddy versus Jason. Well, there, I know there's some kind of weird clause where it's like if you buy the rights to a movie, it only lasts for like a certain amount of time. But if you don't make a movie within that time limit, it reverts back well, to the Well, and that's the other thing. Owner. It's like it's a statute of limitations. Right. They have passed that statute of limitations. And why did he not bring this up in the beginning? That's going to be thrown in the court. Too. Mm. So anyway, I don't want to get too far into it. But just so you guys know, if you guys want to follow the information, we'll have a link below. You can check out the article. It's pretty lengthy. Probably more than I want to talk about. For sure. It. But definitely let us know how you feel about it. Yeah. In other news, new trailer for the Flatliners remake or sequel has hit the streets of the internet. There's a new trailer out. Patrick's not seen the original Flatliners movie. I have not, but this new one looks pretty interesting. No, fuck no, it doesn't. You don't think so? Because I watched the original movie and it does not look interesting. If you saw the original, you would be like, oh, that's like Jacob's Ladder. Oh, really? Yeah, way different than that. Here's my thing, guys. I I like the original Flatliners. It's up in the air for some people whether or not they like it. It was kind of like a, a miss as far as the box office totals and shit like that. But it is one of those movies that I do like to watch. From time to time, because it has Kiefer Sutherland, Julia Roberts, Kevin Bacon, William Baldwin, excuse me, Oliver Platt, Kimberly Scott, Joshua Doy, Benjamin Mouton, and a bunch of other people. So they got the the discount on... uh... (laughs) It was like a 1990s movie that was kind of cool. Like, I don't know. It was about a bunch of people that were trying to, like, they were medical students, and they were able to, to basically lower the body temperature and kill somebody and bring them back to life to see what the other side was like. Since then, there's been other movies and other shows that we talked about that have tried to mimic this, and now they're trying to make the the uh, sequel slash remake? Reboot? Yeah, it's probably just a reboot. Dude, the original had so much crazy, surreal, artistic shit in it. And this, to me, looks like flowery fucking poop. <laughs> like, what the fuck are all these little fucking glowing balls of light? Oh, like, oh, follow the balls of light. <laughs> Wee! 
Like, I don't know if they're trying to report it off somebody on a Hiawatha fucking trip or what the fuck. Hiawaska, whatever the fuck I'm saying. Uh, but no, dude, it's not fucking rainbows and no. <laughs> It didn't look like it was all rainbows. Dude, it looked like towards the end of the if trailer. If you saw started. the original movie, you would be offended by it. And you I'm, need to watch it now before you watch that fucking remake or I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> I believe you. God, I can't believe you haven't seen that movie, dude. All right. I'll, I'll watch it. Anyway, I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, do you like it? Am I being a fucking asshole like normal? Or do you think it's fucking beautiful? Have you seen the original? Let us know in the fucking comments. Uh, no, I just, I'm just offended by it, man. Like, I don't I think it's, tell. it's not, hate it. it's not necessary. I mean, if it's a sequel, cool. We can go, oh, it was just a bad sequel, but trying to reboot it just seems wrong. Like, I don't know. Like do a sequel with all the living members of the fucking show yeah. of the movie. Like do a sequel. Why not? Money. It's all about money. They're fucking stupid, man. I hate my life. I'm just <laughs> 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 Fuck it. Yeah. Fuck everything. But yeah, that's about it, guys. There's there is other news. There's been quite a bit of news this week, but I think I think that's about it. That's it for the news. Alright, guys, now we're gonna jump into the E3 horror games of 2017. So we're gonna kinda kinda give you a brief breakdown of some of the games. Some of the conferences, some of the things we thought about those, and uh, continue on. Can I just say one thing? I think out of all E3s that I've ever watched, probably the most underwhelming E3. Oh, yeah, it was extremely underwhelming. Yeah. A lot of people were comparing it to the, what was it, the 20... 2014, I think E3, because there was like it was like that in between thing where like right, nobody between had consoles shit. and shit. Right. Yeah. First of all, like we uh, to give you guys a little bit of a background on what we game on first of all i game on playstation 4 i have an xbox one and i pc game mostly i do have a lot of retro consoles like dreamcast i have a nintendo i have a super nintendo i have a nintendo 64 but that's pretty much it i used to have a turbografx 16 love that you may have remembered that when we talked about don thacker right as far as me, uh, as far as consoles go, I got a little bit of the same thing that, you know, Alex does as far as old school. Got my Dreamcast, got my original Nintendo, got my 64, got a Sega. But I mostly game on Xbox One. And right. I used to be a big PC gamer, but I kind of fallen out. Long ago. Right, because I just don't have the money to keep it up. Didn't you have a PlayStation 1 and 2, though? I had a PlayStation. Uh, the only PlayStation that I personally owned that wasn't my brother's was the remake of the original PlayStation that was the portable. Remember that one where it was like super small? You could uh, almost fit it in a cargo pocket. Kind of, yeah. Was the only PlayStation I owned. That and a PlayStation portable. I mean, I, we've been gaming for a long time. We're pretty old fucks. Yeah. So we got some old, old, old blood. But E3 2017, have you seen it? Did you watch any of the videos? Did you see all the conferences for Bethesda, Ubisoft, Microsoft, PlayStation, uh, Devolver Digital had a really good cool Oh, Devolver one. was We're the... not going to get into yeah. that yet. Okay, sorry. I tried to almost bust my load yeah, right now. Yeah, dude, Devolver Digital. By the way, guys, I guess maybe we'll jump into it. Fuck it. Uh, fuck it. We'll go right into it. So Let's there go. was a lot of different conferences, but uh, it is almost unanimous. Well, not unanimous. It is a overwhelming amount of people who have decided that the Devolver Digital's fucking conference was amazing. Done by our uh, 
friend there, Don Tacker. Yeah, guys, if you guys remember us talking about motivational growth and then having a guest on just a few weeks ago, even. Yeah. Directly after he got done with us, he went to go actually record uh, and film a segment for Devolver Digital where they were doing a mock-up stage and pretending to be like they were doing a conference and everything. But I don't want to, like, ruin it for anybody, but there is a few things that I would love to talk about. Because I told Don, I was like, you made magic. (laughs) (laughs) Absolute magic. And if you're a gaming fan, seeing that they actually did this was super fucking cool. He definitely did his research. Or he may have just been a big fan of E3 because everything, he was nailing all the marks. Right. It was just funny little things that you think about when you're watching a conference. Because it's it's like people are spitting all this verbal diarrhea at you. To kind of like confuse and like sell you on shit. Right. So, and we all know it, right? Some of us who are f- not fanboys will just not eat it up and just like think about shit like that. A lot of fanboys will be like, oh, they were really genuine and, you know, they have <laughs> angels and shit. The Devolver Digital was like, fuck all that. And I don't know who wrote this shit. I don't know if it was Don Thacker or not. It seems like it's humor. Oh, yeah. I don't know who wrote it, so I can't say for sure. I'll have to ask him and we'll like correct this. But so like they come out on the stage and the first thing the chick does, she's like, welcome to Devolver Digital. And everybody's cheering and they're like, yay. And they're like being really loud. And she starts firing a fucking revolver in the fucking auditorium at the ceiling. <laughs> right. I think. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Even like, before that, remember when they were gearing up to go to the Devolver sta- stage and shit? And okay. they were showing the streamers. Oh, they're like, oh, they, they they get privy like information and they're like, oh, we're doing Devolver fucking studios. Isn't that like arcade games? Yeah. And the girl gets all pissed and just walks out. And I was like, is that real? Yeah. <laughs> so they edited this together and then like there's different parts in that thing. And I want to ruin it for you guys if you yeah, haven't seen it. But really for those good. of you who have seen it, it is really funny like to me because I've watched so many of these E3 things and it is so full of themselves a lot of times you know what I mean right like, they hit every fucking trope on the head it's like when nobody's clapping they're like yeah calm down everybody don't be so excited like <laughs> like as if everybody was like freaking out and punching each other in the face and it's like they, they like even like at one point they had uh, Suda51 who did Shadow of the Damned um, Dark Dreams Don't Die which is called D4 and uh, what was the other one that we were talking about? Oh. Suda 51. The one that's like the Twin Peaks game. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, it's not important. Suda 51 comes out and they're like, hey, Devolver. Di- Wait, who is this for? <laughs> it's like Devolver Digital. It's like Devolver Digital? It's like, I don't know who this is. Like, And then they cut the feed and she's like, all right, guys. Yeah, how was that? Huh? Devolver <laughs> Digital. It's just, dude, it gets, like, honestly, guys, if you haven't seen this, I'll put a link to it below, but you gotta check it out. Some crazy shit happens. We'll just say that there's a lot of blood and a lot of, like, mind-blowing activity. Yeah. 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 That's the best way to put it. Without ruining anything. Somebody's head explodes. I'm sorry, I can't say it. Not say it. <laughs> Somebody's head explodes in the audience, and it's fucking amazing. Like, and she has a mental breakdown as she's doing it's it. It's all about the future. The future. The future. The future. The future. future. (laughs) Dude, when she first comes out, she's like, hey, I'm just very glad that everyone's very, very here to be very here and happy and very everything's very. Like, (laughs) after she fired a gun off, like, that got my attention immediately. I was like, what the fuck? I can't remember what she said, but she said when they got back from the video, she's like, I'm going to buy that. Don't you want to buy that? (laughs) I can't remember what she said, but it was fucking hilarious. I'm just going to talk about it. Fuck it. You guys need to watch it anyway, so I'll just... Spoiler, spoiler. Yeah, we'll put a spoiler alert at the beginning or some shit. I don't know. But, like, there's a part where he's like, another guy comes out to help this other lady. 
And he's like, yeah, we realize that there is a large gap between our bank accounts and your money. So we've developed a new system for you to be able to give us your money as fast as possible. And we can see those numbers rise up on our bank accounts, you know? And then like they had this computer with this like clear box and he's like, okay. And they like, we need somebody from the audience and they get some guy to come up and they're like, okay, here's this wad of cash. Now we want you to throw that money at the screen. And he's like throwing it and he's like slowly getting happier about it. And then he throws it and his arm goes into the screen and chops off his fucking hand. Yeah, the spray that comes out. Yeah. <laughs> And they have him come up again later, and he's like, like it's just so funny, dude. Like, right. I don't know. It's like little things you think about when you watch these things, you know? And the Devolver Digital was showing their games, and it was like, I don't know. It's just so out there, dude. It was one of the best conferences. Right. They definitely took the right track. I mean, uh, they for uh, arcade games, there was a right way to go about their conference. You definitely should check it out. I mean, maybe I'm pumping it up too much, but I just was not expecting it. Right. Like, I was totally not expecting it. I was like, here we go, another blowjob. <laughs> you know, like, just another blowjob from another conference. When you sent it to me, I thought it was like a, like a serious right. like conference. And then, like, the gun came out. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, wait, what's <laughs> like, going on? Now we got your attention. Right. That's. I'm pretty sure that's why they did that. But um, there were a lot of games from all the different conferences that are horror related. Some that they didn't mention in one of the articles that we're going to, that we are using as a reference point. But uh, PlayStation is going to be doing this game. It's like a zombie game called Days Gone. Have you seen the trailer for that? Yeah, it looked okay. Yeah. I'm kind of over the zombie fad, though. A lot of people are, so I understand. It's it, They haven't determined when it's going to come out, but I'm assuming that it's probably like 2018 right. or 2019 at the earliest, or at the latest. Right. You so. know, it doesn't really bother me as long as they take their time with the game and make sure it's, it lives up to its full potential. Right. It should be okay. And you can always come over here and play with me. Right. I don't I have mean, to buy it. <laughs> I mean, I hate to say it, but the only thing I buy on PlayStation right now is just the exclusives. Right. Because I play, because uh, we have that set of friends on Xbox and PC that I play with right. for certain games. So, well, not only that, Xbox has always been ahead of the game when it comes to like social networking. Uh, well, they were, yeah, they definitely did the online thing long before. I mean, Sony did have um, online though for PlayStation Two. Yeah, because I remember playing Quake on PS Two. Oh, really? Yeah, and I, you know, there was a long time there where I didn't have a PC because like I did PC game years ago. Like, when I lived at my parents' type years ago, you know right. what I mean? And then I moved away, and, you know, I only had consoles. So I played, like, Quake on PlayStation 2, and I think they even did... Um, oh, they did Quake across a couple different colors. I think it was on 64. Red it Faction. Was, I did Red Faction Red on Faction. PlayStation 2 as well. I even want to say they put uh, Quake 3 on Dreamcast on multiplayer Well, yeah, because Dreamcast was the first technically to do it online. Right. But it wasn't really good. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was really bad. Like, I think they did Fantasy Star Online there. That which was, like, is a the cool big... game. Yeah, sure. No, totally. Um, but, yeah, I mean, PlayStation brought it online, and then Xbox pretty much, like, brought everybody that was a console gamer to the online world, in my opinion, right. other than the PC players, which, you know, it's like, I think a lot of people are really intimidated by PC because they're not really sure how to maintain and, and run it. Mm -hmm. um, and plus, a lot of people like steal games sometimes. Not all PC players, I'm just saying, like, some of them will, and then their computer crashes and they don't know why. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's because some I don't know jackass. Why my computer yeah. crash. I only got all these illegal programs on yeah, there. I don't that, know why. That people purposefully put this shit in your fucking in that program, right? Like so that you could do it. But anyway, not all of them are like that or anything. But 
I don't know. But yeah, Days Gone looks pretty cool to me. I like that you can kind of like put like the guy like they were showing like he goes through this fence and like all these zombies are on the other side and he crawls past them. And then he blows up the the wooden like metal wall. Yeah. So that the zombies go in and chase all the guys so that he can kind of to get distracted to go help somebody upstairs. And I thought that was really cool how they did that. But it looks like a third person sort of like Uncharted, you know, or Tomb Raider. Right, where there's some somewhat sort of like level of like puzzle solving. Like Last of Us. Right, right. But with like super hyper aggro zombies kind of. Because I remember the first footage they showed and it was just a bunch of zombies like piling over each other. Right. So also um, you got to see the Evil Within 2 trailer, right? Yeah, I saw it. Uh, it. It looked it looked pretty good. Well, you didn't get to play the first one. I didn't get to play the first one. I have it. I'm thinking about doing some live streaming of it. Oh, for sure. Because it's I don't. I never finished it. I have all the DLC. I got all, I got all the DLC because I was like, eh. Thing I didn't like about that game. It was a little redundant at times. But I think the problem with the game was the film green and the forced frames per second and like they forced this letterboxed kind of feel to it to give yeah. it like like a like a movie thing and i right. think it shows in this the new trailer that they're not really worried about that shit anymore <laughs> they're like yeah they just want to play the game so it's not really that important but i was gonna say is it like resident evil because i know it's by this one of the same developers who made resident evil but does it ha- i did the first one ever have to give you the problems where like the camera angle wasn't good enough like you know we get caught up on a corner and we really it was see. a little wonky uh sometimes uh yeah. definitely feels like a controller game more than it does a pc keyboard game yeah i got it for pc i got all the dlc for it too and i think it was on sale recently on xbox as well right well you can plug your i think you can plug your xbox uh controller right into your pc though Oh, yeah. For compatible games. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. You can use anything you want. You can use a PS4, uh, 360, uh, Xbox One. Doesn't matter. Right. Most of those places, like, realize that shit now because they like, well, we just want them to be able to play however they want. Right. So they do that now. But uh, a lot of people felt like the first game was a little wonky and a little weird. But there was something really good about it. It was kind of terrifying sometimes. It had, like, a lot of really freaky fucked up scenes that you're like what do i do like <laughs> they showed the e3 trailer on uh, the playstation stage and there was some bug issues with the first game um there was quite a bit so let's hope uh, it's not going to be that way again it seems like they at least learned from the stupid letterboxing bullshit right I, I almost feel like they forced that uh ratio in order to be able to like pump up the graphics a little bit more I'm, I can. I'm not going to say anything. But that I it, love all consoles equally. <laughs> no, I'm talking about just the game in general. It doesn't right. matter what system you play it on. I'm talking about okay. Like even on PC, it doesn't matter. They like they forced the letterboxing in order to make you so that they didn't have to show as many pixels on screen. Right, so they could maybe even squeeze in a couple more. Yeah, like, I don't know what they were thinking. Like, it's weird. It it made it really fucking hard to, like, play the game. Like, I kept tilting my head back while I was playing. Like, (laughs) like, God damn it. Like, and I know that you can remove it now, so I'm going to go back and try to fix all that shit when I play it again and finish the game. I got pretty far in it, but if you guys would be interested to see me play and hop on our YouTube channel and, like, check that shit out, we do that now. Try to do that every week, so hopefully I'll do it this week. They did also announce Fallout 4 virtual reality version, so you're going to have to rebuy, I think, the game. I'm not 100% sure, but 
I don't know. Like, that's kind of cool. I kind of was hoping that they would do that anyway. I mean, they right. talked about it at the, the last E3 conference. So it was like, whatever. Like, we kind of knew that was coming. I don't know if that's necessarily horror. It's more like apocalyptic fantasy with, like, creatures. Yeah. So it is horror in a degree. Like, I, they're, uh, actually, on Horror Aminos, I can't remember who posted it, so forgive me, but somebody posted about uh, how they feel like Fallout is a horror game. And it does have a lot of horror elements, so I guess one could say that I don't personally own any VR, not on PlayStation or on my PC. I'm not there yet. I'm not sold on VR. If you guys feel me on that, please sound off in the comments because I just don't feel I feel like it's very novel. Yeah, it's still in its beginning stages right now. Like, I'm sure like what I've heard from people who are trying to push VR, like the developers and like even the platforms and shit like that, they're having a hard time pushing it in a way because it's like you really don't even really experience the game until you actually put the headset on it. Right. So it's like, how do you sell like immersion? Like, yeah, like some sort of immersion that you would get being in a game like Fallout. Um, I'd be willing to try it. And I would like to get some VR at some point, but I just don't see the longevity of wearing a headset like that for yeah. as long as it feels weird. Yeah. Well, we also have another VR game coming out. Yeah. Well, they... it's already been out, but they're redoing it. Wait, what? Doom. Oh, yeah. Doom. VFR. <laughs> Virtual fucking reality, I'm assuming. I, <laughs> right. I can't even say, but there's a... Actually, Sony's conference was pretty much littered with um, fucking VR shit like oh, not sure. littered I, I they did a one chunk of littering but you know a lot of people were a little disappointed with the sony uh playstation conference a little bit just because like they showed up nothing but games they did they put on this weird like like india flute weird drum thing that, like sitar kind i of don't shit. know yeah like it was really weird like it just didn't make sense okay kind of like how people felt on the xbox one like the conference for that like they were like why is there a car on the stage? But I guess it turns out that that car has never been shown to the human eye to anybody. Right. And, it and was they the were first talking time. about Forza. Yeah, For- Forza. Forza. Yeah, Forza. But yeah, they were they were showing that on there. And a lot of people were like, I thought we were supposed to be watching games. And I was like, yeah, why are people on this stage? I thought this was about games. Yeah, why are people talking? Yeah, I'm like, dude, people who are fucking huge car fans want to see a fucking car on that stage. Like, and most people who play Forza... Are huge car fans. Right. And that's the first time that's ever been seen. And it's the first time it's uh, Porsche's even allowed a game to be uh, including their Porsche, I'm assuming. But yeah, I mean, I don't expect anything extra special from the like Doom VR game, VFR. It looked like there was a couple new things, maybe a couple new game elements, uh, a couple new weapons. But other than that, it's pretty much the same game. Well, a lot of people are pretty excited about it, so I guess, you know, I would love to play it. Like, I'm all about it when that happens. Since we're already on the VR tip, we might as well just go down the, the line here. All right. Uh, there's another game called The Inpatient, and it's to be announced when that comes out. Also, by the way, October 2017 is when Fallout VR comes, and October 13th is when Evil Within 2 comes out. So I forgot to mention those. But The Inpatient is by the same guys who actually did, it was on the Sony conference again, um, it's still in development. There's very few details. It looks pretty nice. Um, you're basically trapped inside a sanitarium, and that's pretty much what anybody knows about, right. <laughs> about it. It looks nice, I guess, you know, so it's not so bad. It's a VR game. Probably see a lot more about that later on. So. Right. Uh, another game that Elijah Wood is backing that was also at the Ubisoft 
press conference is called Transference, and that's supposed to come out in the spring of 2018. It's like mostly the trailer was like just Elijah Wood talking about trying to make you feel like you're in a movie and that when you take the headset off of VR that you'll be basically feeling like you're still in the game or movie. It's yeah. supposed to be like a movie game, and it's it has the guy from Blue Ruin in the movie Battery. Uh, if you're a fan of him, he has like this big beard usually. He's a good actor. He's really good. Uh, in Blue Ruin, he shaves the whole fucking thing off. Right. In the battery, he was like with his buddy, and it was the zombie apocalypse, and they were like traveling around in a car. That's kind of interesting. Huh. Really low budget movie, but it was actually done really well. Like it was well written uh, and well acted. Speaking of zombies, though, and off the VR bullshit tip, uh, as far as my opinion goes for right now, State of Decay 2 is coming out. Fans of State of Decay are probably going to be super excited about this because it looks like way bigger and way nicer than the first one, which they did a remaster of for the Xbox One. Uh, that's going to be coming out. It's considered an exclusive game. I think it might be coming to PC, but I'm not 100%. But that's supposed to come out in 2018. What'd you think of that? Uh, it looked cool. Uh, I hope there is. Co-op or co-op, something? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it deserves a co-op. Oh, yeah. With that kind of teamwork, you trying to distract zombies and get into places, get out fast. You know, it I think it's be. just hard to balance the RPG elements. Right. Because everybody's going to be playing separately. It's not like they all just, like, hop on at the same time. It's not like, wow. Right. Like, we didn't... Uh, what was that last game that came out that was like that, where it was, like, trying to do a storyline and be a multiplayer game at the same time? Well, there's Borderlands. Borderlands. More recent than that. Tom Clancy did it. Oh. Clancy's. Division. The, the Division. The Division. The Division. Which I have, like, the whole thing and didn't even care to continue to play. I have the whole thing, too. I... I played it for that month that it was out yeah it just feels like i was hoping for such a bigger game than it was and then you can like beat it really simply and then you just only that it's like you had you had to be on the same level as your friends otherwise well they had some really great ideas for it it just didn't do what i was hoping like i enjoyed being in that world it just was a very 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 small world yeah and you always ended up having to be in the dark zone all the time and it was like people were like cheating and like all this other crazy shit was going on so it was kind of annoying yeah it was fun i had a good good time for a couple of weeks and then i just said fuck it i don't care i uninstalled it i was like uninstall (laughs) yeah wasting space but state of the k2 is kind of like reminds me of their version of like xbox is or microsoft's version of like kind of like the standalone version of daisy in a way but not as like militant as like arma and shit yeah. like that um in spring of 2018 it looks interesting i ha- i still haven't played this first one really i've watched people play it online and shit like that might be worth maybe checking it out i don't know we'll see i'm not super excited about it also, there is another game coming out that for PlayStation called Vampire by the people who did the game Life is Strange, which is pretty popular. It's very teen stories. Um, they're going to be doing like a vampire style, choose your own adventure style video game. Trailer was kind of like stylish and stuff, but I didn't really see what was going on. No gameplay. It wasn't really gameplay. It was just like, that's yeah. That's what I'm saying. No gameplay, just pretty much cinematic trailer with uh, catchy music to it. But a lot of people are really getting into the whole choose your own adventure style thing. Oh yeah, for sure. Which it's is cool idea. because like there was like the people who did Until Dawn and are also doing Inpatient. That was a really cool game for what it was. It wasn't like super amazing, but it was like it was good. I liked it. I still haven't finished that game. I still need to beat it with Christina. But anyway, that one's coming out looks like November of this year. So 
And that's from PlayStation? Yeah, I wasn't really excited about that trailer for horror games. Was that the only game they showed that was coming out this year? I think so. Wow. It wasn't that many. A lot of them were like 2018 exclusives. Yeah. And there wasn't even a whole lot of that, but I kind of expect that because I feel like Sony is definitely pushing that tip of VR. They have to. Right. They started a whole new platform, essentially, for their platform. So they have to do it. Like, And a lot of that money is going to go into that. They so, have to develop games for that if they want that to be successful. As far as this fucking bullshit console wars that's been going on, I hate to ask, but who do you think is going to win this next round? I don't care. Neither do I. I but. don't even want to talk about it because I just don't care. If you like to play games, you're going to play anywhere you can play them. Right. If you can afford to play for one console, pick the one you like. Pick the one where your friends are. doesn't matter. If you if you like to play games and you're a real gamer, you'll play anywhere any game is, period. Any which way you can. Right. If you can afford them all, you'll play on them all. doesn't fucking matter. None of them are better. None of them are worse. They're just for your own personal interest and it doesn't fucking matter. And the, but I will say that you know PlayStation does seem to lean towards a lot of the horror community though. They do. They really, they really do. do. So you know, I may enjoy playing with my friends on Xbox because that's where I all uh, you know I grew up with these people. You know, right? But PlayStation does have a lot of horror games. They really do. Um, another game that that was shown at the Xbox Microsoft conference was the Metro Exodus, which they showed as one of the first games running in 4K, 30 frames per second. And it looked fucking beautiful. And nobody knew that there was a part three coming out. Really? Like, nobody knew. And you haven't even played the first I two. Haven't, no, I've been meaning to pick it up because it does look... Dude, like, even the first game looks beautiful. These guys push fucking graphics on the PC like a motherfucker. So, and, and the games are good. It's like, it's different. It's like, you have to be a little more strategic. Right. And it's got like this sci-fi sort of horror thing going on that you would totally love. So, and apocalyptic. It's everything that you love, <laughs> like, in one fucking thing, dude. Like It's one-stop shop, man. Like, I, I'm so surprised you haven't played it yet. But the new one's coming out. It's called Metro Exodus, so I'm assuming it's the end of the world. Whatever. Like it always was. <laughs> uh, but Deep Silver, the company that is uh, bringing us also Dead Island 2, they dropped that third installment uh, based off the books of uh, Dmitry Glukovsky. And, man, people like went wild <laughs> over it. So I really thought that that was a, a, a pretty cool, strong title that I'm looking forward to. Looks like that one's coming out in some time in 2018. I would expect probably late 2018. They can take their time with it. Like, cause like <clears> I said, it's a beautiful game. Well, you got time. You need the time because you need to beat the other two games. Right. And I'll probably play the second one because I never finished that. Maybe I'll play that for everybody. Last horror game, and there was a few others that we we could have probably mentioned, but the last one that we wanted to talk about is Call of Cthulhu that were shown at the conferences. And... Uh, that one's like the official, you know, game, you know. It looks really pretty. Oh, it looks really And I pretty. think it's first person. I thought it was going to be third person. But yeah, this one looks really cool. I don't know if it's necessarily based off the original Call of Cthulhu game, which was actually on the original Xbox. Was it? Yeah, and it will probably be coming to the original Xbox because if the Xbox conference big news was, they announced that the new xbox is coming out which will play all the xbox games that are currently out as well as 360 titles that they approve as well as they opened up another tier from the original xbox which is kind of exciting for some people 
Yo, I'm super stoked about it. I just now I'm just wondering is it just gonna be top forty or Well, what? they'll they'll pick through it. Um a lot of people say that nobody cares about that kind of thing, and they're probably right. But there are those fans that are like us that are like, Oh, I wanna play black again, dude. Oh dude, to play black again. To I wanna bust play through doors with like, shotguns. Time and, uh, shift or whatever. I wanna right. play I wanna play all these fucking games like Call of Cthulhu on OG I have it on PC, but I would like to, you know, I don't know. Did you play Crimson Sky? They did announce Crimson Sky. Crimson Sky is not a horror game, but it's definitely a good game. Good I enjoyed game. it. Um, I'm happy about that. But the uh, reason I brought up the OG thing is because the new Call of Cthulhu game is coming out. And I don't think it looks anything like the game that, that came out for the original Xbox. Um, called, and rightfully so. Called <laughs> the Call of Cthulhu. It looks really pretty. It looks a little more like holes in the wall where people get sucked into, a little more surreal. Yeah, almost like little Rick portals everywhere. Right. <laughs> the... Uh, I, although, if I had to compare it to the two games that I thought were surrealistic, kind of, Evil Within looks fucking dope. It looks pretty fucking cool, dude. Dude, that game looks so fucking off the wall crazy to me. Like, you know what I'm the most excited about that now, and I wasn't even excited about it the first time right. I watched it. A lot of those scenes, especially from the beginning of the trailer, right. reminded me of the first Resident Evil, where it was just a dark, gringy kind of game instead of being highly stylized. And, well, fucking... and that's what they were trying to go for in the, the new one, or this the first one and they did and it was kind of i don't know it just didn't fit it didn't, right. there's some good things about it and there's some bad things about it but i think this one looks really cool and it just looks like a mind fuck it does like there's just like him falling like walls are opening up there's an eye in the sky that's like looking down on him it looks like a fucking nightmare dude like a fucking nightmare literally a nightmare dude the part where he's just in that fucking <clears throat> mass abyss and just wakes up in the hospital, that was just fucking trippy as fuck. Are you talking about Call of Cthulhu? Yeah, Call of Cthulhu. Oh, I'm talking about Evil Within 2. Oh, we were flip-flopping because we were on that and then we went to No, that. but I'm just saying, Evil Within 2 has the most surreal crazy shit, uh, but this one looks comparable. Uh, I'm excited about it, probably a little more than the, uh, what was it called, something of the flesh? We talked about it last episode, I just can't think of it, but all the links to all the trailers are going to be below, so if you guys want to check out any of these, you definitely can. Um, we're probably going to wrap this up with like some of the, the highlights of what we liked about each conference that don't necessarily involve horror. I think the best conference, and I'm not just saying this because we're friends with Don, it was the most creative. I will say that I was <laughs> kind of overlooked the games because it just kind of shadowed. Everything else was so much more entertaining. Yeah, it overshadowed the games. I didn't right. even realize that they were actually real games because I was so entrapped into the fucking story and everything that they yeah. were trying to push. I would say that was the best. I'm probably a little excited about the new Xbox just because now I get the best of both worlds because I've been trying to get you guys to get on PC for years. Now it's just going to be cross-platform. Well, and I don't know how that's going to work, but I'm just saying, like, at least I can have the up upgrade right. to play with you guys. And instead You'll of, have like... the comfort of yeah, being at your PC. It's, it's a lot easier for me to reach out to you guys and, like, get a little bit of an upgraded th upgraded Xbox than to go, hey, can you go spend $1,200 on a new computer? <laughs> right, right. You know right. what I mean? Like, I can't get everybody to do that. I, I'm not that good. Weren't they talking about for a little bit they were going to bring Steam to Xbox? No, that was a that was an idea that people had tossed around because Xbox was desperately dry humping the leg of Steam. Uh, and, you know, when everybody was like freaking out about DRM, digital rights media, they didn't realize that Xbox was just trying to be Steam. Right. They thought they were trying to like, this was the end of the world and games were going to kill everyone. And like, it was just like <laughs> this insane fucking fanboy war. And really all they were trying to do is set it up so that they could be like Steam. They're not good enough to be Steam. 
Steam mm. has dominates, dude. Right. I'm not saying it's the best thing since sliced bread, but it is one of the best ecosystems for PC gaming. You know, bringing everybody together on one platform. It is the best. But yeah, Xbox is trying to do that. Right. I'm a little excited about getting the new Xbox just because it's like, well, now I can play better graphics or at least better frames. Like, I'll be happy just playing 1080p 60 frames on a on a typical 30 frames per second game with you guys. Right. I'm just happy. Yeah, like you said, the 60 frames per second is a must. Well, they're pushing the 4K thing, kind of like how Sony was pushing the 1080p thing. Yeah. So I think games that were 1080p 60 frames per second on Xbox now, before this new one comes out, are probably going to play struggling at 4K 60 frames per second. <laughs> like, I don't think they're going to be able to push it that well, but they might be able to optimize it enough that you could. Okay. Like games like Doom that pay, play 1080p 60 frames per second, Wolfenstein, shit like that, probably going to be able to push it to 4K. Let me just sell all ID software games are 60 frames per second. It's a fact. Except for maybe uh, Quake, the original. But I think he's always strived for 60. To do, for 60 frames. Right. Well, and that's fine. They want parity. Eventually, all these consoles will be just a fucking application that you just sign into. Right. There's going to be no just, more consoles. Yeah, you just like play like with anybody. And it has a little emblem next to your name for whatever you're signed right. in as. And that's about it. You scan your little barcode that's on the back of your <laughs> yeah. fucking neck. Well, a lot of the big argument about games, like multiplayer games against each other, is that everybody's worried about like, well, if a PC has 120 frame rate, they're going to be better than the 60 frame rate, which is stupid because people on PC now deal with that. Right. It's like, there's people that are playing in 30 frames per second up to 120 frames. Like, so it doesn't really fucking matter. Like, it obviously hasn't affected them. I'll tell you what though, man, there's a lot of good games on PC for horror. Oh yeah. Yeah, dude. Definitely. Like I personally feel like it's like, it goes, I know it's like PC is the best horror games. Because you get so many different... I mean, there's some turds in there, don't get me wrong. But there's a lot more ideas that are out there that you can play and you can enjoy. Uh, whereas PlayStation would probably come second, you know, because they have, like, exclusive IPs that they use. And they're trying to push a lot of horror. Well, horror is really bigger out there anyways than in the States. Well, yeah. And, uh, and again, this is a person that plays on Xbox more than P- PS4. <laughs> right. But I'm telling you, it definitely is leaning more horror. Yeah. Like, I'm no bias here. Like, straight up, it is. Like, there's good things about each of them. Yeah, so, for sure. If it wasn't for you guys on Xbox, I would probably just, besides Disappear. the controller, I'd probably play on PS4 more. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? But I, but, I mean, I really do enjoy the ecosystem, and I like the controller, and I'm just used to it. Yeah. So, there's a lot of games coming out that weren't mentioned at the conference that we've mentioned in our podcasts. And, I mean, is there any games that maybe we missed that uh, you guys like? I mean, is there any games that you like are looking forward to that aren't necessarily horror? Yeah. As underwhelming as the Nintendo Switch conference was, I am... Extremely. 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 (laughs) I am looking forward to Metroid. Metroid 4. (laughs) Metroid 4 is coming out, although they didn't give us any lick of gameplay. No, it's just a fucking title. It's a title. It's like, hey, we made a title. Neat. But there was a big splash about it online. Like, everybody's freaking out. I'm like, it was a fucking title. They're all like cutting their Metroid into the Oh my God. Oh my God. Metroid. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I'll die for Metroid. No, no. And you know what's going to happen is fucking Nintendo's going to try to make some weird use of their fucking thing and and turn it into shit. And it's going to fuck it up. And it's just, it's just, 
how they always do it. And no offense to them. I like Nintendo. I grew up with Nintendo. That was my first console. Well, Atari was my first console. Yeah, mine was the television. Yeah, I had like all those Commodore 64 and shit right. like that. But Nintendo was like my first own personal, like, this is mine. Well, I think Nintendo was probably my first console that I actively collected games. And there were some pretty good horror games on there, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the conference was pretty lax. It was... It was like 20 minutes. It's like, here's another Mario game, here's another Mario game. Oh, wait, here's a Yoshi game. Uh, Metroid, uh, Zelda, bye. Yeah, peace, we're yeah. out. Right, drop the mic. They dropped the mic and like nobody was clapping. It like made a fart sound when it hit the ground. <laughs> it just like screeches and everybody's like <laughs> bleeding from the ears and eyes. They're like, ah! it was just it was something with someone like a Nintendo coming out with new technology like this and not showcasing what they plan on doing. Right, it's just a little lackluster. It's just kind of pissed me off. Some other games that I was really interested in. Um, I mean, I'm obviously interested in Anthem. Oh, dude, <laughs> which was shown at the Xbox and EA conference. It's My actually, dick is still hard. From it's that. a Bioware game. So. Um, uh, what a lot of people are calling Anthem is the, oh, this is what Mass Effect should have looked like. Right. Like Andromeda. <laughs> Which is like the hugest compliment to the people who are making Anthem and the worst compliment that anybody can make to Mass Effect. Well, it's the same company. I know. That's the funny thing, though. Right. You know what I mean? Like, But it's a different team. Yeah. They have a different team. I guarantee you they probably took some, they had some of the skeletons from uh, Mass Effect to build up on Anthem. Well, Anthem looks fucking sick right like, oh, I'm, I'm really excited about it. a lot of people were like oh it's trying to be like destiny it's like shut the fuck up if destiny was that cool i'd be playing it. yeah it, it looks like a game that destiny should have been maybe right yeah, maybe like if it was like dreaming <laughs> like i'm sorry but i'm not that big of a destiny fan and it, 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 it another thing that pissed me off with destiny is that they make it sound like it's an open world. It's not open world. Right. No. I like Destiny, guys, a little bit, but I feel like they ripped us off, and you guys should, too. If they don't deliver on the second one, I would never. T- I would return the game, uninstall, whatever the fuck you gotta do. Are you gonna pick the second one up? Uh, probably not. No? I don't like what they're doing. I don't like what Bungie's doing. Like, that game should be on all platforms, 100% exclusive to everyone, not this bullshit where it's like, oh, PlayStation paid us $7 billion to suck their dicks. Yeah. And it's like, no, like, I get it. Like, everybody's on PlayStation, but, like, guys, like, your whole fan base is on Xbox and PlayStation now. It's like, you should be able to give that to both of them. But, you know, Sony's paying for Call of Duty. They're paying for Destiny now, too, for all the exclusive shit for that. So they're spending out the ass on that when they could be just... So Call of Duty, is it, it's, it's still coming to Xbox, or is it... Oh, it is, but they're paying for the, like... To get it first. To get the content first, like Xbox 360 used to do. Right. So, but anyway, I digress. <laughs> um, I but a couple of the games at the PlayStation conference that I was interested in is Shadow of the Colossus, God of War. Totally gonna buy that. I don't give a fuck. Oh, God, dude, God of War. God of War. Always good, dude. I love God of War three. I thought it was amazing. And a lot of people. There were some people that didn't like it. I think it's fucking sick. Did like, you play the the PSP version? No. Like even those are fucking. I awesome heard the, titles. the the most recent one that they did for the new PS. The Vita. Yeah, I I didn't even. Touch I heard it Vita. was garbage. I didn't even touch the Vita. Well, I almost bought one for like cheap. My brother bought one, and the same week he sold it. <laughs> the yeah. same fucking week. It's like, yeah, I don't need this. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like God of War and Shadow of Colossus is getting a remake. They're like rebuilding the whole fucking thing. Looks super cool. It's kind of like monsters, more fantasy. Right. You know. RPG fantasy sort of game and uh, God of War is kind of guess there's like monstrous elements but it's mythology 
Right. So instead of going into the Greek mythology, they went into the Norse mythology. That's cool. Yeah, it's different. That's so they cool. could like do everything. They could go to like the son of Ra. Right. Like mythology and fucking Egypt and shit like that. Like I hope they just keep continuing. I I always thought they should have done yeah, that. Yeah, they anyways. should just bleed that motherfucker dry until right. he can't fucking move. <laughs> it's a good title. No, it, it not all the games are perfect, but three is one of my favorite games. Like literally it is one of my favorite games. And I bought the remaster on PlayStation. I was like, fuck it. Yeah. And that's one of those games you can't get on PC either. One day, PlayStation's going to have to do it, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because they're going to need the money. <laughs> I'm not saying that they're, like, broke or anything. I'm just saying, like... That's pretty much, like, consoles their Halo, are... though. That's what people go... Well, all consoles are doing right now is just trying to be PCs right now, in my opinion. Well, yeah. I'm not saying they're wrong. I still enjoy playing. I play where my friends play. Right. And that happens to be on Xbox, PlayStation, PC... I play on console probably most reason that sure. anybody plays on a console yeah, is that it's convenient. Well, you're a bitch. No. Well, you're that too. <laughs> I'm just kidding, dude. It's all right to be a bitch. Dude, I'm totally kidding. I'm trying to start some fake like platform war or something. <laughs> That's it. No, you're a bitch. <laughs> anyway, guys, I think that about wraps up our E3 Horror Games 2017 or E3 2017 Horror Games. I don't know what the fuck we're going to call it. But if you guys have any other games that you wanted to bring towards the forefront and maybe tell us about that you think we should try to cover in the future. We wanted to kind of do this because we do like video games. As you can see, we do talk about this dumb shit. Vigies. We're a little bit fanboyish sometimes, but not really. Like, I'm trying to keep Patrick in check mostly, but... You know, there's only a couple titles I get super fanboy about. You know that. Yeah, but either way, if you guys have some titles that you think we should play, I got all the systems, so I can play them on anything. So if you guys want to see any of that or have talk about that in the future, just let us know. Send us. You can go to our longlivethevoid.com and just like submit like entries, like ideas, and let us know that way, or just let us know on our social media on any other thing. So don't forget, we will be back this Thursday for a brand new episode of Texas Chain. So massacre. Face off. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good week, guys. Yeah, I'll see you guys next time. Texas Chainsaw Massacre Face Off.